Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen, and I am excited to bring you another great business podcast this week. So I just got done doing a uh, a workshop on management and productivity, and you know, as I've been working with clients in this specific area, management, particularly with people, and I work with a lot of professional business owners and small business owners who don't have a huge team, and so they're typically the manager and the leader of their office. So it creates a tricky dynamic there uh, for them to be able to really uh, figure out what's the best balance between the work that they do, the leadership of the of the business, and also the management acts aspects and how they how they train their people. And, and there's a lot of pressure there for smaller business owners. I mean, they really need their teams, and they can't always invest the kind of time. That, that 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 they want to, and so as you're listening to this, you can probably relate to that. You probably don't always spend the kind of time that you would like with your team, and it becomes a tricky balance. But one of the things that I've noticed as I've talked with people, and one of the things that I do is I have I have them fill out. I, I if you work with me, you'll fill out. You'll you'll go through a set of questions. Uh, what that I call the strengths builder, and I got this from the book First Break All the Rules from Marcus Buckingham, and they they have a set of ten questions there that I think is really vital to know uh, for employees. And so, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, I've probably talked about these in the past. But the reason why these questions are important is it's really a, a great opportunity to connect with your team and really understand where they're at with things. And what I've noticed is that. When a when a leader or a manager of a business doesn't have a real good relationship with their team, or their team doesn't feel connected, so when there is a disconnect, uh, that strengths builder exercise becomes very painful because now there's a gap between the employees and the management of the business, and this set of questions allows for an opportunity to kind of close that gap to kind of build a bridge. Uh, to each other to kind of figure out how we can work better together. And it becomes a really sensitive, uh, emotional topic as people talk about this. And this is where employees really will voice some frustration about where they're you know how their boss is treating them or 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 how things are working out in their in their you know for their for their role in their in in that business. And so it it, it brings me back to, this whole concept of you know how do how do we connect better? How do we avoid those scenarios? Because it's really tough when you ask for feedback. And look, we ask for feedback, so we, we get the feedback. Then it's then your feelings are hurt because they give you some feedback that's a little bit negative, right? And a lot of this comes back to your team. And when I talk with business owners and I ask them, look, what who are the most important relationships in your business? Is it your customers? Who is it? And, and a lot of times people will say, my customers. My customers are the most important relationship in my business. Now, I would argue that your most important relationship in your business is your people, your team. 
Because without your team, they can't deliver the type of service and excitement and everything else that you have around your product and service in your business. It just it won't work. If they're not excited about what it is that they're doing and what you do as a business owner, they're never going to get your customers excited about that. There's always going to be that disconnect. And it starts with really who we value. And in business, think about it this way. When you look at your customers, you would never blow your customers off. Let's say that you had an appointment with your customers at 4.45 in an afternoon. And let's say that you you know the the schedule was crazy things things happened and things just got away from you and you look at that 4:45 time slot on your calendar and you think man I do not want to have this meeting I don't want to talk to another person today I just I want to pack it up and call it good now most business owners would never cancel that meeting you would never do it because look it's a customer I would never cancel that meeting I would never do it but it's funny that when we turn the tables and it's our team, we're willing to cancel that appointment. So we got that 445 appointment. We're tired. Things didn't go the way we wanted them to that day. We look at that employee uh, appointment on our calendar and we think, man, forget it. I'm not doing it. You go to your team and you say, hey, you know what? I'm beat today. Uh, I just can't. I just don't have it today. I can't do it. Uh, we'll, we'll reschedule for next week, right? And... We do that and we think it's no big deal. Now, look, if you have to cancel for a legitimate reason, uh, an appointment that way, it totally makes sense. But look, if you're not feeling it, tough. Okay. And I always go back to, uh, you know, this scenario reminds me a lot of that movie Liar Liar by Jim Carrey. Uh, So if you've ever seen that movie, uh, I'll give you a brief synopsis if you haven't. Jim Carrey is a lawyer, and he always tells his son that he's going to do things with him, take him to baseball games, all these different things, and he always has something come up at work. Work is always more important than his son. And in some cases for people, look, the reality is is this is really the case. Work is more important than their kids. Uh, For some people, they say that their kids are more important, but they always put work first. Now, this may be kind of a sensitive subject for some people, and and it may ruffle some feathers a little bit, but, but stick with me here. So, Jim Carrey always says that. Well, his son finally gets mad, and he and he promised he he makes a deal that uh, he he makes a wish at his birthday party because his dad didn't show up that he could never tell a lie. And so you know the the whole movie you know kind of comes from that, and it's and it's really funny. Uh, you know he's a lawyer and he can't lie. He's defending people. He's a he's a uh, you know he's a defense attorney. And so you know Jim Carrey really has hard time with that. But it all spurned, It all came from continually promising his kid that he would do things, but continually putting other things in front of that. And I can relate to that to a certain degree. I I think about my own relationship with my kids. I have four daughters. Uh, They're beautiful. I love them to death. But there are times where I will let other things come between my relationship with my own kids, and I get caught up into making sure that the house is straightened up, making sure I take the trash out, making sure that the uh, that things are uh, taken care of outside in the yard. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we, it's easy for us to let all these little tasks get in, in between the time where I, I might have told my kids, hey, I'm going to take you to the park. But what happens is, is I get into a mode where I'll take them to the park if I get everything else done that needs to be done around the house, then I'll do that. And I know some of you can probably relate to this. We all do it. I, I fall into that trap from time to time where, 
I put my kids last uh, when re- in reality they're really first, but I put all these stupid little things in front of that. And my whole point in bringing this up is you just kind of illustrate that we do the same things as managers with our teams. We put everything else in front of them, and then if we have something left over for them, we'll give it to them. But here's the reality, and I know that most of you can relate to this, is that there's not always a lot of leftover time, right? I mean, when we give someone leftover time, what are they really getting? They're getting nothing. I mean, one of the most powerful things that I ever learned in a productivity training was about time and tasks in the fact that, look, if you can just tell yourself this, this number one thing about productivity will change your life. You can't get it all done. Okay. It's impossible. You can never have 100% total completion in your life. There will always be things to do. Always, always. So if you can keep that in mind and remember that, that's a really powerful statement because we try to get everything done all the time, don't we? We always try to get things done. We're always working to get that next task done, to do that next thing. And and so then we let these tasks get get in front of what's really important, okay? Look, spending time with my kids is way more valuable than taking out the trash. And I always think about this later. Look, when I'm 70 years old, if I live that long, God, God willing, Would I look back on my life and regret not taking out the garbage enough? Or in our business, would we regret, you know, gosh, I wish I would have done more paperwork. I really wish I would have done more filing. Boy, if I would have just organized the office more or checked more email, uh, no. But we, we do look back on those relationships that impacted our life and say, you know what? I wish I would have spent more time with this person. I wish I would have told this person that I cared about them. I wish I would have told this person how important they were to my success and to my life. Those are the things that we wish that we did uh, when it's all said and done. As we get older, we wish those that we would have done those things. And it all deals with connecting with people and really experiencing life for the in the most important ways, not these mundane little task issues. So put this in your mind. This will help you a ton. You can't get it all done. You'll never get it all done. It's okay. So as we as we learn that, that's fine. You're never going to get all your files completed. You're never going to get uh, caught up on paperwork or get all the paperwork's always going to be there, right? It's it's an always constant. There's no there's no endpoint to paperwork in your business. Okay, so so think about that. How are you fighting? And this whole concept that I'm talking about today is fighting for your team. How do you fight for them so that you can tell them, not only do I say that you're the most important, but are you? How do I demonstrate to that to you on a day-to-day basis? And maybe you're not so great at it doing it every day, but how do you do it often enough where they think, you know what, that person really values the fact that I work here. And, I, and, and and that makes me feel good, right? This is important. Why? Because people spend most of their time at work. I mean, look, we don't want to talk about this, but look, where do we spend most of our time? Working. That's where we spend the majority of our time. And that's okay. But gosh, if I can make that time that people work for me as impactful and as fun and as fulfilling and rewarding as I possibly can, isn't that worth it? It's worth it. So how do we do that? How do we do that for our team and really make what we do rewarding and fun for everyone that's involved? And that it comes down to fighting for your team, putting them first so that they know, look, you're important. And there's a lot of different ways that this that this happens, right? If I have a customer that's treating one of my employees like crap 
and, and they're just out of bounds, look, that customer is going to get a phone call from me. Plain and simple. They're going to get a phone call and I'm going to say, listen, this is a problem. You cannot talk to my team in that manner. If you have a problem, that's fine, but you can't address it in that manner. It's unacceptable. I don't want to hear profanity. I, you don't need to yell at them. You don't need to belittle them. You don't need to get personal. Um, it just can't happen. And if this is how you're going to interact with our team, let's call it good right here. Let's sever ties and we'll part ways as friends. But this is not how we do things here. That's fighting for our team, right? You take those customers that just, I mean, they are just out of bounds all the time. And you you say, hey, look, enough's enough. I'm not going to take that. As the owner of the business, I'm going to put my foot down. That's not acceptable. And it's the same thing. Look, 445 comes along. You're looking at your calendar. You've got that employee meeting on your calendar. And you just feel like, you know what? I don't feel like it today. I don't feel like it. Well, guess what? Do it anyway, right? I don't always feel like taking my kids to the park and pushing them on swings. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But how do I fight through that and do it anyway? Why? Because it's important to them. And they're important to me. And it's the same thing with your team. You got that meeting? Hold that meeting. There better be a pretty damn good reason why you can't do it. And I don't feel like it isn't a good enough reason, right? So, Look at that. You know, this is important. And when your team sees that you're fighting for them, guess what? They're going to fight for you. And if you're fighting for them and they're fighting for you, you guys are going to fight for your customers. You're going to do the right thing for your customers and you're going to do the right thing for your business. Okay? This is the difference between someone who asks an employee, and I've talked about this before, but this is the difference between the manager or the leader who asks their employee to come in on a Saturday and they willingly do it and happily do it. Versus the employee that they ask you to do that, and the guy's like, man, no, I've got something going on, I can't do it. They've got excuse after excuse after excuse as to why they can't do that. So here's some things that you can do to fight for your team. If you're wondering, hey, how can, how can I do this? Okay, what, what are some things that I can do? Number one, why don't you get them on a specific training schedule? Uh, if you've read the book Drive by Daniel Pink, I think it's an, a great book on motivation and what really motivates people. Um, typically, when we try to motivate people at work, um, we throw money at them. But I know from my own personal experience that, look, all the money in the world uh, is will not satisfy the fact that if I'm unhappy in my working environment, it, the money is not going to make up for it. It just can't. I spend too much time at work uh, to be unhappy. Okay, so the first thing is, is he, he talks about three things that are motivating. Number one is autonomy. Uh, the second is mastery. And the third is purpose. People want autonomy. They want freedom. They want mastery. They want to get better. They want purpose. They want to feel like what they do serves a greater good. How can you put that, uh, how can you put that into your practice? Now, I work with a lot of doctors and practitioners. It's easy to put purpose into that. It, I mean, that's a no-brainer. And if you can't put purpose into it, you're really doing something wrong. You're really not connecting the dots. Um, but mastery and autonomy, that's a little different, right? So the mastery part is the training. And look, we do a lot of group trainings as small business owners. We, we do a lot of group training settings. Hey, let me train you on this new technique or we got this new CRM or you know whatever that is, group training. Well, that's fine. There's a place for group training, but I think it would be few and far between. And what I would, what I would uh, replace with the group trainings are individual trainings. And this can be once a week. 
once every two weeks, once a month. I wouldn't do it longer than once a month. But where you sit down with that person, and look, it doesn't have to be long, 15 to 20 minutes, and you go over a specific training topic that relates specifically to that individual. And if they're a seasoned employee, I would have them pick the topic. Hey, what do you want to learn about? What do you want to get better in? How can I help you get better? And if they don't know, it's probably because they're not used to you asking that, and it's going to take some time. Okay. Hey, what's an area where I can really help you? And if they have problems, then you can suggest a topic. Well, what if we talked about this? Um, I've noticed that if we can get better in this area, it would really make a great impact and it would really help you in some other areas. You know, what do you think about that topic? Okay, great. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about. So we go through and we train. Okay. Trainings take that time to train. And this can't just happen on a whim. Um, uh, you know, it, you, you need to put in the specific rhythms and, and, and time frames for this to happen. I used to have uh, you know weekly trainings with people, and, and they were always on specific days and times. This was our training time. And I knew that if I put that rhythm in the calendar, then I knew it was going to happen. Um, when I don't put rhythms and schedules in the calendar, and I try to just fit things in when I have time, other things will just replace that. And it's the same thing with training. You need to create the time and space in order to really make that training happen. But if you do that, you're helping people get better. And now people really think, you know what, this person cares. They're really invested in what I'm doing. The second thing is performance reviews. I'm, I'm astounded by how informal re- performance review processes in smaller businesses. If you think that performance review is just for a big company like GE or Ford or Google, uh, you're mistaken. Um, th- this is very important um, in, in order to really give people a good feel for how they're doing. My recommendation on how often you should review people's performance is quarterly. Now, the big distinction there is that just because you review someone's performance doesn't mean they need to get a raise. Okay, So you can have non-raise reviews and raise reviews. Uh, I always save a raise review for an annual time. Once a year, we do a raise review. We talk about your performance. Hopefully, I've got some specific measures and objectives that these that this person was responsible for, and I can rate them objectively according to their performance and then base their compensa- their future compensation on how they did in that specific year. Um, but quarterly is a time for them to really get a feel for how they're doing. Now, why is this important? Look, if your raise is based on your year performance, I would want to know sooner than later as an employee if I'm off track. So if the first quarter... And I'm behind pace. We're going to talk about that. Now I've got three quarters to get that up to date, right? Rather than waiting till the whole year goes by, going to the performance review and said, hey, you know what? You didn't hit your goals. You're not getting a race. If that's the only time they're hearing that in that year, that sucks, right? Because now it's like, even if they kind of knew it was coming to hear that at that point in time, it's like, oh, you know, but but there's a time to do that much earlier in the process to really help and support them. Like, hey, I want you to hit your goals. Are the goals too hard? Are the you know are they unreasonable? What's going on? How can we improve? I want you to get a raise. I want you to stay on track. Hitting objectives is important. How do we make this work? So performance review is important. Here's how you're doing. People want to know is what I'm doing good enough? Um, because you may just assume that hey they know they're great, but they may not know. They may have some insecurities about what they're doing. If they haven't talked with you about it enough. The third thing, and this is a big thing, and there's a lot of things that go into this, but I'm just going to mention it so you can kind of think about some things you can do. But the third thing is connecting. 
how well can you connect with your team? Look, if you're going to hold people accountable and you're going to fight for them, it's it helps to have a good relationship, right? And I talked about those 10 questions from Marcus Buckingham uh, from the book uh, First Break All the Rules. And that it's a great set of questions to really connect and get on the same page because one of them is, you know, what are your future growth goals or what do you want to accomplish in your current role? Well, gosh, you can use that for training, can't you? If people want to get additional training or learn certain things, I don't know how many times business owners has learned something about their employee during that time where they're like, oh my gosh, this guy wanted to train on this and I hate doing it. I would love to train this person on this so they can do it and it takes it off my plate. Well, gosh, that's a win-win, isn't it? They're going to train to do something that they're wanting to do to get something off of your plate as a business owner that you hate doing. I would jump on that opportunity every single time. That's a no-brainer. But you don't know that if you don't communicate and connect. Um, So there's all different ways you can connect. Reviewing and training is a great way to connect with your team. Confronting behavior in a timely and professional way is another way to connect in a way that's healthy. Um, And and it's all about really creating that healthy workplace and what that looks like. So... um, Make sure that you're taking time to connect. You know, Take people to lunch occasionally. Have people over at your house. Take them out for drinks. Whatever it is that they connect. Someone likes, maybe someone likes basketball. Take them to a game. Um, you know, whatever those things are that you can do to connect with people, do that. It's, it's that important. So what can you do as we, ta- as we talk about this? When you get your team engaged, and w- one of the 10 points of experience from our Experience Design Manifesto is that the internal experience... Uh, the the external experience is dictated by the internal experience or the core of the business. So when you have the internal experience right with your team, they're going to have no choice but to push that out externally to your customers. It's so important. So what can you do to really show your team that you care for them? What is something additionally that you can do? Now, there's varying levels of this. Some of you guys probably do a really good job with that. There's other people who are like, man, I really struggle with this. I need to work on that. But regardless of where you're at, there's always room for improvement. So what is the next step for you? What's the way you can take this to the next level and really connect with people on a deeper level, fight for them, train them, review their performance, give them feedback that's healthy and and inspiring, and how can you push your business and your team to that next level to really separate yourself from other businesses? Because I guarantee you, even though businesses know that they should do this somewhere in the back of their mind, most of them aren't taking the time to do that, and it's so important. So how can you fight for your team? How can you take your business and your team to the next level? Start thinking about that for this week. Start putting it into the business game plan. And I want to thank everyone for listening this week. For your life, your purpose, this is Brandon Allen. I'm signing off. Have a powerful week. Thank you.